I said I want to make a funny episode this time. I don't think you understood what I meant by funny. Funny episode? Yeah, not turning off the PS4. Not a funny turning off the PS4 sounds. Like funny as in interesting? Funny as in like it makes people laugh. Funny as in odd? Oh. It's like, that was a funny episode. I think all hmm. of our episodes are funny in that way. Um, oh, we're I wanna, a little weird. We're a little weird. We've, we've done this. We're a little quirky. We're a little quirky. We're a little different. How are you doing? How are you doing? I don't think I've asked you how you're doing oh. in so long. <laughs> I'm all right. I had lots of chicken nuggets. We did eat <laughs> a bag of nuggets each. Yeah. <laughs> we can't talk about that either. That's what I'm saying. This week, I want to make a funny episode, an okay. episode where, we, where we're funny. Now, let's just get right into it. <laughs> I don't have anything funny to say except for what's in my notes, so we're going. Sure. Let's start the podcast. Hello, welcome to My Pod Cabbages, an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. Hi, my name is Noah Geist, and welcome to My Pod Cabbages. My name is Summer Geist. We haven't used last names before, that's My name is Noah Geist, again, in case you forgot. I was just thinking, like, we shouldn't be giving out our full names, but we do it every (laughs) week. We do it every week. (laughs) It's okay. I'm extremely online anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. This is episode 15, I think. I don't know anymore. Uh, it is the episode titled Bato of the Water Tribe. I feel like I have to readjust my mic because I feel like I'm trying, I'm like, I'm on my, I'm on my proverbial tippy toes trying to speak into it. So mm-hmm. just give me one moment. Okay. <clears throat> How does that sound? Sounds great. Okay. Okay. This episode <laughs> is a weird one. <laughs> It's a little weird. <laughs> it's a weird one. Just it's like inter- our pod- it's, it's a little weird. It's a little weird like and a little podcast. interesting. A little funny. It's a little funny episode. Uh, there weren't a whole lot of interesting facts about this episode. I feel like I would have loved to have gotten a more sort of behind the scenes look on what the fuck went into writing this one. Yeah. Do you know who wrote this? I was gonna say, is did they have like a different writer or something? It felt it felt very different. Like that one season of Parks and Rec. Yeah. Actually, while you're looking that up, that does remind me I have a fun fact sort of related to that. Uh this episode is actually the lowest rated episode according to iTunes. Interesting. Yeah, even worse than <laughs> the Great Divide. Yeah. Weird. It looks like the the writer of this, Ian Wilcox, I'm looking at their writing credits and all I can find in their Family filmography <laughs> is just one writing credit to this single episode. Oh my God. What? Really? Yeah. I mean, it says like there's a lot of writers like creator, creator, head writer, writer, staff writer, staff writer, staff writer, staff writer. But he's like the top sort of writer hmm. I'm saying. But you're telling me he never, he's never written anything else in his whole life? According to IMDb, this 
is just an empty shell of a man. Okay, I'm looking at Wikipedia now. Directed by, written by. I don't recognize either of these people, either people uh, who directed or wrote it. So it was directed by John Giancarlo Volpe? 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 Giancarlo Volpe. And it was written by Ian Wilcox. Is that what you're saying over there on your end? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened with with uh with allowing them to lead this one. <laughs> Didn't seem yeah. to be such a great idea. Yeah, this I'm looking at the Giancarlo Volpe person who directed this, and their credits for Avatar: The Last Airbender is also just a single episode. Weird. Okay, so that's why this one. Yeah. This feels, one is a little... It feels... <laughs> there's something off about it. Feels it feels like a little fan fiction-y or something. Or, yeah. Okay, well, we'll get into yeah. it for sure. I cannot... I, I can't wait to get into okay. it. <laughs> okay. I do have another couple of uh, fun facts, though. Or really just kind of one that I found for this particular episode. Uh, there does seem to be some speculation that some of the people in the tavern in this episode, where we see June arm wrestling... Mm-hmm. A couple of the people look like they're based on characters from Street Fighter. Um, yeah, I <laughs> I did immediately notice Ryu. Yeah, the dude she's wrestling looks uh, a lot like Ryu. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, I saw like a Mortal Kombat scorpion in the bar too. Uh, June go on Smash. June confirmed. Melon Lord confirmed for Smash. I love referencing ourselves. Well, I was going to say she could be like a little spirit or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm talking about June specifically. Spirit of June. It would have to be a Richter or Simon. Which one has the whip? Let's get into the synopsis so I can uh, talk about some of the weird shit going on here. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So we start. Abruptly. It's so, so abrupt. Okay. So. So yeah, we start and Aang just like walks right up to this little knife and just pulls it straight out of the ground. And he's like, hey, look, a sword made out of a whale's tooth. Yeah. (laughs) We don't, we don't get any introduction to like why (laughs) they're just walking around by a river. It sounds like I'm summarizing, but that's exactly what happens. And like literally just verbatim what he says. We don't know if they're like looking for a place to set up camp or if they already set up camp or if. It looks like they just animated this exactly the way it was like written in the first sort of storyboard sketch yeah. just like mm-hmm. ugh, it's it's yeah it's not not fluent Sokka recognizes it from the water tribe because mm-hmm. as we already discussed water tribe warriors just glue teeth to their weaponry nothing like a good tooth uh, that is what they say so they do look they look around a little bit more and they find a bunch of other kind of oh, little- Sokka also has a flashback Right after he sees this. Does he? Yeah. Like he looks at it and he okay. immediately. And There's goes just like, so much fucking stuff just going like, on this episode. There was no way for me to take notes on everything. It was just a fucking, it was a mess. Yeah. It was a mess. The, Sorry, go ahead. Do, 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 do. You see Sokka and he's a little tiny boy and you see all these, the water tribe people leaving for their ships. That's all that happens. And it goes, do, 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 do. So yeah, they do find some other little water tribe uh, pieces here and there. Seems to be evidence also of a little bit of fire damage in the area. Some scorch mm-hmm. marks on the trees and the ground. Yeah. Sokka goes into like Will Graham, Sherlock Holmes mind That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I was like, he's suddenly Sherlock Holmes, I guess. Yeah. He just kind of leads them down the hill pointing things out and not only just like finding all this evidence but he's like creating this narrative yeah oh yeah so then they 
they reach yeah. the beach. They reach the beach, and then Sokka looks like really bummed. Like he's like all slouching over. Katara's like, "What happens next?" Or was it Aang? I don't remember. Yeah. Someone was like, "What happens next?" And then Sokka's like, "I don't know. The trail just ends here." And then mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Katara's like, wait, look. And she points over to like five feet away from them. Yeah. There's like this <laughs> huge sure. water dry boat. Sokka yeah. using his Sherlock skills brought them yeah. all the way down here and then somehow <laughs> failed to like, I don't know how this is possible, yeah. <laughs> but it's very funny. They recognize it as a boat from their fleet actually. So mm-hmm. from their dad's fleet specifically. Yeah, Katara uh, wants to know she thinks maybe it's their dad's boat but Sokka's like no it's but it's from his fleet so dad was here and then we see Zuko and Iroh finally we we didn't have yeah. it in the last episode yeah and then Zuko right out the get-go coming right back in 2019 entrance spills the hottest tea <laughs> Because what they're they're just drinking tea together, and mm-hmm. then <laughs> something shakes the boat very violently, and uh, Zuko spills his tea everywhere <laughs> mm-hmm. on himself. Yeah, yeah, isn't that the way it is? <laughs> oh, also, Iroh in this moment, because they're just trying to relax, I guess, or something. And Iroh says, "A moment of quiet is good for your well-being." And then, right after that, they're like. <laughs> they they don't even really get a moment mm-hmm. and they're immediately shaken out of their reverie. That's been me like this whole month, just trying to force myself to relax. Yeah. <laughs> the closest I can get to meditating anymore is just like curling up in a fetal position in the shower mm-hmm. and having like the thoughts, just hot water tortured out of my brain. I don't know if that counts as a form That's of meditation. Meditation. Okay. <laughs> um, we are then introduced to... The first goth girlfriend of yeah, the series. Yeah, I called her goth girlfriend the whole time. Oh, well, first her, goth girlfriend. Her name is June. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't remember when she introduces herself. Yeah. As, as such, it's but. just they just start calling her June. <laughs> okay. And then <laughs> they just pick. I mean, <laughs> they pick that name for her. She just she because yeah. she's hot. Mm-hmm. Mm. June. Oh, I get it. Just like me, we're both summer girls. Oh. Oh. Nope. I wanted to just melt this ice cube in my mouth and now it's like getting too small wait wait this is gonna be great podcasting <laughs> what go on okay um she's extremely good to look at <laughs> <laughs> she's a cute little hairdo okay let me start over mm-hmm. i just have ice in my mouth she is extremely good to look at though is the thing she has a cute little hairdo a little red tattoo on her arm i think it's like a snake i think on both sides oh cute on like uh, both of her shoulders. And then she does have some really goth makeup going on. So mm-hmm. like also literally a skull <laughs> skull hairpiece. Did you yeah. notice that? You can't get much more goth girlfriend than this. She's got like bicep high gloves, fingerless gloves too. Okay. Pointy nails. Yeah, and dark she's lipstick. Writing a vicious, bloodthirsty mole. She's a combination between like a steampunk engineer and a goth girlfriend. Uh, she and her mole just rip a hole in Zuko's ship and start sniffing around for a stowaway. So she's obviously some kind of bounty hunter. The way she's introduced into this series is so extremely jarring. Yeah. I like, she, like they're just, it's Zuko and Iroh just having some tea. And then suddenly there's this like hot girl on a mole just digging its <laughs> way into her just ship. Just rips the ship open. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she, she finds the stowaway in Zuko's supply room and then her mole 
paralyzes them with its tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, this episode is going to be tough to narrate. Yeah. Um, it's called a sheer shoe. It does sound like we're just saying complete gobbledygook. It does. <laughs> uh, she says it can smell our rat a continent away. Uh, and then Iroh... <laughs> God, Iroh in this episode. It's yeah. bad, folks. It's bad. It's really, really bad. Iroh, um, like all gamers, is a complete fool for steampunk goth girlfriends. But he's like fucking 90 years old. Yeah. And she, we don't know how old she is, but, but she cannot be She can't be like over, older than me. Yeah, she she doesn't look like that she's over 40. Whoa, <laughs> she's definitely not that old. She looks like she's in her early 20s. Uh she could even be younger than that. I don't know, but yeah. I don't like to think about the way that Iroh treats her in this episode. Yeah. It's weird, and and like this is the main reason I think the way that Iroh was written in this episode is the main thing I have. Like, yeah. there's no way this was the same. Like, the writers wouldn't would not have done this. Yeah, they wouldn't have done weird. Iroh like this. It's just weird. Okay. Let's see if he gets better throughout the episode. Um, we're not going to get into the creepy stuff that he does. We'll just say he's being creepy now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. It's weird. But yeah, um, just, you know, it's it's just he's acting inappropriately towards this girl who is clearly like a third his age at most. Mm-hmm. And we don't like it. So that's bad. The gang, uh, meanwhile, is spending the night with that water tribe boat that they found. Sokka mm-hmm. is sitting by the fire while the other two are sleeping so that he can flash back in peace. And the and the like little storyboard that we see. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like there was a little deleted scene. Yeah. That we got because we have a DVD, a Blu-ray. Did you wanna say what the um, scene was? <laughs> it's really not that much. They just go into like some details about like, oh, our dad left two years ago. And look, this there's moss here. It's had to be here for a few months. I'm or pretty so. sure all of his flashbacks are just him uh, saying goodbye to his dad as his dad leaves. Yeah. So it's so it's like do 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 do. Hey, dad, why you gotta fight in the war? <laughs> Stay here to take care of your sister. I don't get it. You'll get it someday. Do 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 do. do and we, that's the whole flashback. I feel like we don't need to be that detailed about these flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I think I just summed them all up. Yeah. Like, cause every single time he flashes back, he flashes back to his dad sailing away mm-hmm. and him being sad about it. And that's, yeah. that's literally all that ever happens. Mm-hmm. He is uh, snapped out of his flashback by the sound of some nearby rustling and a challenger approaches. It's Bato. Bako? B- Bato. Baka? Bato. Taco? Why are you doing this? Taco Baco of the Water Tribe. Are your headphones plugged in properly? I said Bato. Bato. Katara and Aang wake up uh, and Katara and Sokka recognize Bato and they're really happy to see him. We still don't know who this guy is, but we have to assume he was in their dad's tribe uh, fleet. Bato tells them that their dad and the other warriors should be in the Eastern Earth Kingdom by now. So yeah, confirmed. (laughs) Yeah, he looks very watery. Yeah, very wet. Well, yeah, I guess. I'm a wet bender. <laughs> a wet bender. <laughs> Bato was injured somehow, and apparently Sokka and Katara's dad, whose name is Hakoda, so I can stop calling mm-hmm. him that, uh, Hakoda had brought Bato to a nearby abbey to recover. So Bato brings them to the abbey to like kind of chill, yeah. have dinner and stuff, talk. 
And he introduces them to one of the nuns there, or the superior. I'm not sure how ranking supreme nun, nun nun rankings work. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So this, I feel like the the when I was watching the episode, this is where it really hit me that the, this episode is just fucking fever dream of random events and locations. Like yeah. <laughs> They're, they they start so suddenly with this knife and then they have this Sherlock adventure. They find a boat and then there's a mole lady and mm. then some stranger shows up and takes them to an abbey. They're surrounded by nuns it's who make like, perfume for some reason. It's like an abbey of smells and yeah. you don't. We don't get in. We don't get into like if this is like a spiritualistic sort of abbey, yeah, or if it's just we like, have no idea what they do here other than make perfume. I'm pretty sure they're just like perfume enthusiasts. It's literally this is just extremely like sort of duex, du, Deus ex machina because like why would they be making perfumes? It just doesn't yeah. make sense. Sorry, um, sorry. It just, it's, I'm just gonna ugh. look up if what the definition of an abbey is. A place where nuns live. Yeah, monks are nuns. I think like Catholic monks and stuff brewed like a bunch of beer, I think. Are they selling it or are they just putting it on Do themselves? They, just for themselves, maybe. <laughs> and everyone just smells nice. I guess. I don't know. Maybe It could be like a sort of a, a, a religious ointments and things. I don't know. Or just an exclusive society of good smelling people. <laughs> God, it just doesn't. Like, there's literally no reason for this other than, like, the excellent use it has later in the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And then Sokka makes, quote, air quote, air quote, air quote, makes a joke. But, like, it wasn't even a joke. It was literally just a fact. And then right after, he said, am I right? Yeah. It wasn't a joke at all. It was mm-hmm. literally, like, Appa stinks. Am I right? Yeah. That's That sounds like I'm paraphrasing but that's literally what he said Uh, and then nobody laughs and Bato burns two birds alive with one flame and stone tells him that he has his father's wit Ooh, ooh! so they go into Bato's little living unit it's very cozy in here Uh, and Aang is made very uncomfortable by all the dead animal skins Uh, I do love how the writers are able, like, even when it's different writers, apparently they're able yeah. to stay, like, very consistent in making Aang a believable person who doesn't eat meat. <laughs> Do yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like it, it would be very easy to forget little things like this. but That it's just... But there are things that stand out to us all the time. So, so it would have been weird for him to walk in and not comment on it. Because it's not just a diet for him. Well, I mean, they, they go by the same philosophy that, like the airbenders go by the same philosophy that we do, which is just, I don't want to take lives away. Yeah. <laughs> Bato's got soup. Yeah, they have some stewed sea prunes, which probably go great with bean curd puffs, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it answers my earlier question of what do water tribe people eat? That's oh, yeah, like, you're right. That's like not meat. Because what grows? Apparently, sea prunes or prunes. something. How do you get prunes from the sea? They're just they floating be, there. They might be like, it, maybe it's something like. Um, from sea. Maybe they're like actual fish, but they're just called sea prunes or. Okay. Like they're like a type of urchin or something. Like sand dollars aren't actually dollars. Yeah. Or like sea sponges aren't actually sponges. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And coral isn't actually coral. 
<laughs> and fish aren't fish. Uh, Catfish are neither cat nor fish. Aang does not want to. <laughs> Aang <laughs> does not want to eat these prude steen spoons. I mean, <laughs> stewed preen stewed preen students. Stewed preteens. I feel very vibing with Aang this week for the first yeah. half of the episode, or for the first like quarter. First quarter of the episode. Yeah. So like then he also he's sitting behind them all. He tries to contribute to the conversation, mm-hmm. gets ignored, and then interrupted by Sokka. So yeah, like big Aang hat for that, and he tries mm-hmm. he tries to ask about a story that Sokka mentions, and then they just kind of brush him aside. But I mean, I do also get. Like I don't blame Sokka and Katara for being excited to like catch up with an old friend, you know. Like yeah, it it makes sense that they're they're sort of forgetting about Aang because they're mm-hmm. just very excited to be with old family, basically. Yeah, I just extremely empathize with Aang's thing too, though. Here in this moment, um, speaking of big Aang hats, he wanders yeah. away for a second and he picks up a big hat off the wall. Yeah. Uh, he gets scolded by Bato because it's like a ceremonial piece or something. And this this is like kind of weird because he was like just uncomfortable. I was going to say, <laughs> did you notice though in the story, when we watched the storyboard yeah. version, it was it looked like it was like just a fake, like made out of wood and then and it was like decorated to look like a bird. It, it looked it like a clearly, chicken. Yeah, but, but it was obviously not like an actual chicken's head. You know what I yeah. mean? But <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so this is... This is what I was going to say. Like I, earlier when I was watching the episode, I was like, oh, good good for the writers to actually like pay attention to the kinds of things that Aang would be worried about for not eating meat or whatever. And then mm-hmm. immediately he picks up a dead like, animal's head and puts it on his head. Yeah, like a hollowed out, like <laughs> it looks like a giant ferret or something. Yeah, it looks like kind of like a a badger or a bear. I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But Aang uh, is kind of hurt by being called out or scolded in this way. And he just literally goes and just sits in the corner. Yeah. He does like the little Charlie Brown walk on the way there. (laughs) (laughs) Smash cut to this huge tavern where our goth girlfriend, June. It's a rowdy rumble, tumble, tumble tavern. Uh, She's just fucking destroying Ryu in an arm wrestling Mm -hmm. match. And I mean, like extremely like i can't emphasize how like she's just chilling she's just chilling mm-hmm. and ryu's like struggling like he's making all these different faces he's like looks like he's about to lose his mind trying to focus and be strong and yeah. she's just chilling uh love that so zuko marches in and finds her and demands that she pay for the repairs to his ship and she is like winning she wins her match and all this wagering money is raining from the skies she's scooping it into her arms and she's like i'm a little short on money oh yeah she's <laughs> she's like drinks on me and then like the tower and explodes taking my my wig down with it mm-hmm. uh zuko tells her that he doesn't want money though like he just kind of wants uh he pulls out Katara's necklace. <laughs> In my notes, I just wrote, he pulls out Katara. <laughs> and asks, in my notes, it says he pulls out Katara and asks her to hunt down the gang. <laughs> he's like, he's like, here, have a sniff of this Katara. 
Um, no, he pulls out Katara's necklace and then uh, he says that he would like her to find the gang. And she's just kind of like, no way, man. And Iroh, <laughs> Iroh's like, oh, but we'll also give you just a fuck ton of gold too. And that immediately does it for her. I just like how Zuko went into this as if he had like a debt to settle, as yeah. if she, she had a debt to settle with them. And then Iroh basically just hired her instead. Like, yeah. they could have just fucking hired her. They could have just gone up and been like, we want to hire you for a job. God. She's like, <laughs> like, she starts off saying like, I can't give you money. I'm a little short on money, like a lying mm-hmm. or whatever, but they end up giving her money. Yeah. <laughs> like, She's just hustling everyone. The, the sheen shoe, sniffs, shoe, the sheer shoe sniffs the little necklace you see a little sheer shoe vision. It's all black and white, except for the smells, which are colorful. Oh, even in the storyboard for this episode, like all the storyboard panels were black and white, obviously. But then for the sheer shoe vision, mm-hmm. you got little colored scent trails, which was fun. Yeah, it's it looks like the like a PlayStation 2 game that I played called Dog's Life, where you played it as a dog. Aww. And you go into first person mode and it's all in black and white, but you can like see all the smells are going around. Oh, that's fun. It looks exactly the same. I like that. We see Bato telling the kids <clears throat> that they're waiting on a messenger who's going to be bringing a map to a rendezvous point where they're planning on meeting up with Hakoda soon. And if they stick around for a couple more days, they could see him, which. Uh, is very exciting to Mm -hmm. Katara and Sokka. They're like, they're very, very happy to hear this. And it does look as though they're about to like accept this offer Mm -hmm. to the point where like, I, it it almost bothered me that they didn't like check in with Aang at this point. Cause like, how, how are you so like, how are you not aware of the way that this would look to him? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, but we, we see Aang in the corner and he looks bummed as hell. Yeah, this disgusts Aang. He looks so sad. Okay, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, just another like fuck these writers kind of situation. Mm-hmm. If I had been Aang in this situation, sitting in the corner out to fulfill my destiny, especially after having done something I already felt extremely guilty about running away from home. Yeah. And I heard... I, I was here witnessing this situation with these kids who haven't seen their, their dad in two years and mm-hmm. they missed out on a lot of their childhood and blah, 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 blah. They don't have a mom. So they haven't seen their parents in forever. Yeah. And Bato's like, if you stick around a couple more days, you can see your dad. And Aang is like, but me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like if I had been in an Aang situation, I would have been like, yeah, hey, hey, I, yeah. Like, first of all, I need to at least discuss mm-hmm. this with them. Second of all, like, I would be inclined to, like, insist on them staying because I would feel so bad about keeping them from their lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? But no, he's like, oh, no, mm. they're going to leave without me. <laughs> he hates biological dads. That is true. Government yeah, assigned dads only. Because they, yeah, bio- uh, airbenders don't have biological dads, as we know. They just emerge from trees and stuff. They're, uh, I was going to say that, like, uh, bison were their fathers. I was going to say like that, that, too. I don't like that. We're, we're not going to say that. <laughs> that they're birthed from the sky bison? <laughs> yeah, don't like that. Um, so Aang slips out into the night and he wanders away. And as soon as he's gone, uh, Sokka and Katara tell Bato that they can't stay because they have to help Aang. Like, they don't even look upset mm-hmm. about it. They're like, 
that sounds great, but we really need to, like, helping. Like, they don't even... Yeah. Yeah, they don't dwell on it that long at all. Like, they know where their priorities and are. And Bato's like, I totally understand. Aang's the best. And everyone's like, yeah, we love Aww. Aang. Aang is so great. Again, why aren't they checking so in important. with him? Yeah, like, they're not checking in with him. <laughs> they haven't even glanced his way. Yeah. They would have known that he was gone. But we see Aang uh, out hanging out with the little boat from earlier. Mm-hmm. He looks very upset uh, thinking about how Katara and Sokka would just leave without him. And someone runs up to him, like yeah. on the back of one of those like like a little chocobo things, yeah, with the map that Bato was just talking about, mm-hmm. uh, and then just gives it to Aang. Yeah, why did this important war messenger just trust this rando with this incredibly I would say, important map? If anything, I would just assume that this messenger didn't know, just so they could like keep it on the down low. I just could you just get this casual message out? No, to this? he said he said it's very important that this gets to Bato. Okay, I, I was listening the second time. Like I was like, how urgent does this look? Very urgent. Mm-hmm. He's like, make sure this gets into Bato's yeah. hands, and Aang and it just runs off. <laughs> he just runs off. Aang doesn't even look like that. Like trustworthy. Yeah, and the guy's like, like, I'm looking for Bato. And Aang's like, uh, I know a Bato. He's like, he's literally (laughs) like 12. And he looks, he doesn't even look like he's from the Earth Kingdom or the Water Tribe or anything. (laughs) And then, and then we, we find out right away that he's not trustworthy Mm -hmm. because instead of like doing this, he just crumples it up and puts it in his, into his clothes. So like, (laughs) why I did, I'm... I fucking hate this next scene. Yeah. <laughs> God. It's it just gets worse and worse. This yeah. this fever dream, my fever is increasing <laughs> with every scene. Uh Aang shows back up at the house. He's acting just weird and suspicious as hell. And mm-hmm. he, he just digs into a bowl of sea prunes for some reason and yeah. spits it all out. Katara says, Oh hi Aang. I didn't even notice you left. <laughs> Even though it's got to be like 20 minutes and they were like just talking about him and stuff. This like, is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh my God. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. And then we just fucking just cut, immediately cut to the herbalist from yeah. several episodes ago and her cat, Miyuki, like yeah. weeding an abandoned home in that city that we talked about in the Blue Spirit. Okay. So uh, Zuko and June show up and <laughs> the herbalist suspects Miyuki has been out being gay and doing crimes again. Um, so Zuko and and June are like, nope, not here. And then they just continue on their way, basically. That's, yeah. that's basically that all that happens here. And then we just cut right back to Aang, who's airbending hay into Abba's mouth. This is this is like a very pointless scene. Yeah. I mean, so and are all of the other yeah. ones up to this point. Okay. He's airbending hay to Appa and stuff. So Appa can eat it. And then while he's doing like these fancy movements, the little crumpled up mat falls onto the floor. And then like good place Janet style, this nun shows up and is like, hey, littering, <laughs> stop. Yeah. Like, You're under the, arrest. The second it hits the ground mm-hmm. and then Aang apologizes and just picks it back up. That's a whole scene. Okay. And then later we see the gang is taking a walk out to the boat and Aang goes out of his way to cover up the tracks of the big bird boy that the messenger was writing in on. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
this is just getting extremely uncooling. Yeah. I mean, it already was, mm-hmm. but like just really thinking about how much Aang is digging himself into this very bad hole. Mm-hmm. Just like it's so bad. It's unforgivable. Yeah. Okay. It's just it's it's also just very hard to believe that Aang would do this. Like I know yeah. I know that we've already seen him take actions that came off as selfish, but I think he didn't really have a choice there mm-hmm. in, in some ways. And in this situation, he is being almost like selfish to the point of almost like evil. Yeah. It's weird. It's, <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's very weird. Uh, okay. So Bato mentions <laughs> some fun little ice sport that Sokka never got to do with his dad. It's like some rite of passage that they have in their tribe. So he decides to take uh, Sokka himself. And then cut to Zuko and June. They make it to Aunt Wu's place, uh, scaring crowds of villagers along the way. Aunt Wu has clearly perfected her poker face, though. Mm. She's chilling. Maybe it's not a poker face because she read (laughs) in the fortune that her day is going to be. Right. That's the implication. Uh, It's going to be a very uneventful day. I like to imagine, like, if she is actually a fake fortune teller, yeah. she's just constantly having to pretend she's already yeah. like in the know and she's super chill, mm-hmm. but like freaking out inside. Yeah. Oh, Iroh was there too with them, I guess. Not mm-hmm. sure how I didn't notice him up until this moment. Uh, lots of room on that big mole, I guess. Oh yeah. So Aunt Wu flirts with Iroh, which is a little weird, but Iroh, uh, she like asks him if he wants his fortune told and he's like, at my age, there is only one mystery left, and I'd just as soon leave it that way, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, is is Iroh Russian? Art Russian? <laughs> Sorry. At my age, that's, there's only one thing. That's left. just me slurring because my lip is swollen. Bato has taken the gang out on the water in his little uh, ship thing to do some ice dodging, but there are no icebergs here, so they're just going to be dodging some big rocks instead. Uh, Bato gives out some tasks to the three kids. He's like, Sokka, you steer and call the shots. I am not great with, uh, maritime <laughs> lingo. Sokka's got the steering. So, and then Katara can m- moist the hand sail. <laughs> Aang, you jiggle the bib with your steady hands. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because cause he tells Aang to like, oh, we're, we're relying on you. We trust you. And Aang's, Aang gets extremely defensive and he's just mm-hmm. uh, very guilty about the map, which he should be. And he should just fess up. Uh, sorry, it's just uh, yeah. it's so annoying. And then Bato's like, all right, kids, it's all you. And he like just kind of sits at the front of the boat facing backwards and they have to take it from here, sailing directly into this giant like field of enormous rocks. Yep. Uh, two of them having never sailed in their lives and they don't even understand half the words that Sokka uses. From yeah, the last on. time we saw them like in a boat trying to dodge rocks, they destroy the boat. Did they? In the very first episode. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's Sokka's, how, that's how all this Sokka happened. didn't turn left. That's really funny. Sokka yells to Aang to lube up the jib. And then he says, Aang, hoist the mainsail. He tells Katara to dab on the mainsail. <laughs> Aang, helm to lee, helm to lee. <laughs> Katara, lower the portcullis. He tells Aang to put the sail at half-mast in memory of all the good jokes I failed to make for this bit. Aang, shift into second gear. <laughs> They're about to run into Divert auxiliary power to forward weapons. <laughs> Release all the cargo. 
Everyone run back and forth to flip the ship over upside down like that one Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Tachyons. Katara, sing me a sea shanty. These are not getting funny. Er, Bato. Getting worse. Bato, bypass the compressor. Preparing jump to hyperspace. Uh, they're about to run into a bunch of rocks, and <laughs> Katara and Bato are like, okay, we don't need to keep doing this, Sokka. You've proven yourself, so we can all leave it here, as if they're just fucking doing this in VR or something, instead yeah. of like being on an actual boat. <laughs> like, Time to turn off the ship. Yeah, like, what, what would they have done? Yeah. Like, okay, Sokka, you don't need to keep going from here. But, like, you, it's not like you... Yeah. <laughs> can't just yeet out of this situation Mm -hmm. uh but Sokka wants to prove himself even further so i guess even though they have to keep going i'm sorry it just doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. uh he instructs ang and katara to just fucking uh air and water bend the boat over the rocks Mm -hmm. and um they do that why don't they have fucking people doing this on the ships all the time like yeah leading firebenders to rocks and then water bending Mm -hmm. over them yeah that would be great so the three of them earn little marks on their faces from Bato. So they're like, shit, let's be Catholic. Sokka. They have shit, an Ash Wednesday. Let's be Simba. Sokka gets the mark of the wise. Katara gets the mark of the brave. And Aang gets the mark of the trusted. And he is now an honorary member of this water tribe for like <laughs> two seconds. Yeah, Aang really breaks here. Finally, he wipes the mark off of his face. He like backs away. He's like telling them that they can't trust him. And he pulls out the map and Sokka fucking blows up. Like Aang's about to about to explain himself, but Sokka doesn't really give him a chance. He kind of yells at him, takes the map, and then they immediately are like, this is bullshit. We're just going to go see our dad now. Fuck mm-hmm. you. <laughs> and this is like one of the only times there's a, like a situation like this in a show or a movie where this seems perfectly justified. Yeah. Like, you know, normally it's like there's a misunderstanding or something, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like. <laughs> this was like they understood it. And, perfectly. Yeah. And there's nothing to be explained. Yeah. And they, they reacted appropriately. I there think was, there was no wait. I can explain. And yeah. I don't want to hear your explain. Like, yeah. it's all you needed to know. Yeah. But that's just because it is so bad yeah (laughs) normally normally it isn't as bad as it looks but this in this situation it's actually worse than it looks because they Mm. don't even know all of the the shit he did to like cover his tracks literally you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. uh yeah not great we see them all parting ways back in the village they're all kind of packing up about to separate and the mole party arrives after they have left Mm. Uh, so, so, uh, Ing and Appa, it looks like they have flown off and then landed on the beach. Yeah, back to the beach. <laughs> Ing just keeps going back here mm-hmm. like every other scene. Just likes to have a beach time sometimes. <laughs> and the Shirshu barges into Perfume Town and breaking the doors and sniffs around and then just leaves. Uh, we hear, so on the forest trail, we hear a wolf howling in the distance and. Mm. Sokka suggests, oh, maybe it's injured. And then <laughs> and then Bato's like, no, it's not injured. It's a lone wolf separated from the pack. I would know. And then he launches into yeah. this story about how he got separated from his uh his little troop mm. and how devastating it was. It just is it very It's funny. like a weird segue <laughs> to like talk about your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, 
it's just lonely, like me. I mean, this is this is the only way that men can talk about their feelings. Is, is like wolf analogies. Is like, oh, I hear a wolf howling. This is a time to segue something really badass, like a wolf howling, into talking about my personal feelings. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, whoa! But Bato like really kind of emphasizes the people in his fleet kind of left without him. It made him like it was devastating because those were basically that was his family and sort of like his whole life. And now he's just kind of trying to figure out what to do. Just kind of he seems like he could go. I guess he is going to be meeting up. So, yeah. Wait, no, I'm not. I'm not done yet. Okay. Uh, but Sokka knows that feel because he has another flashback of the same fucking thing where he's mm-hmm. just seeing his... He sees boats leave. <laughs> without him. And then that's... It's a two-second flashback. Yep. Uh, Did you do? Did you do? So, yeah. Aang is off on the beach <laughs> packing up Momo. <laughs> Appa. <laughs> <laughs> packing up Momo. <laughs> uh, and then a nun runs out and tells him about the... <laughs> I must have been doing my notes really quickly. I said the mold gang. <laughs> the mold gang. <laughs> uh, uh, this fucking, this nun picked up so much. She's yeah. so observant. She like, she's like, uh, some people just arrived. They're looking for you. There's a woman. Uh, uh, she looks like this. She has a mole with this many fingers. Mm-hmm. She, there's a boy. He has a scar. They have a necklace. <laughs> they're tracking someone with a necklace. It's like, yeah. how the fuck did you know, like <laughs> notice and remember all of these yeah. details? But she does literally say the only way she describes Zuko is like, there was a man with a scar. Zuko. And Aang was like, there's only one person with a scar. <laughs> yeah. She could have been like, there's a very angry boy with a pain- ponytail. And that yeah. would have been a lot more <laughs> accurate. But he hears the the part about the necklace and he's like, fuck, they're looking for Katara. Cut to Katara and Sokka. The mold gang finds them. Uh, June comments on how Katara is too pretty for Zuko. So she's- it's- Probably gay. It's my thing. It sounds like it's an insult, but it's literally just a straight compliment. Yeah. (laughs) And Zuko is pissed because Aang isn't there. But I mean, he really should have considered the possibility that Katara wouldn't be with him. Just even considered it. He never even allowed the thought to enter his mind for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) And Sokka tries to tell Zuko that Aang is long gone and Zuko's like, how stupid do I look? Or something mm-hmm. like, how stupid do you think I am? Yeah. And Sokka's like, pretty stupid. And yeah, then- <laughs> it was like, I'm telling the truth, but I do think that you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> pretty stupid because I'm telling the truth. <laughs> uh, and then he and Katara run off. And or they, they try get, to. But they get licked. But they get licked. By the paralyzation tongue of the giant mole. God. (laughs) And then Noah, this next part had me so frustrated trying Mm -hmm. to type my notes about this. So the sheer shoe shifts to the scent of the map that Aang had held. Yeah. I'm wondering how the fuck it knew they were looking for Aang. First of all, oh my God. Like, they didn't even tell it. Like, I don't know how they would have even think about this. Okay, mm-hmm. Zuko and June wouldn't have known 
that Aang held that map in the first yeah. place. And they didn't have anything else with Aang's scent on it. It just smells. <laughs> so I did that. It just smells the scent of, on the map of Aang. How does it he, know it's Aang's scent? It doesn't. So. It just likes the smell of Aang. <laughs> but it doesn't. It hasn't been trained to smell Aang at all. Maybe Aang just smells like a friend. But then they just he likes tra- animals like, that they much. They don't even. But they don't even question. Like, okay, it's taking us to Aang now. Yeah, they're. Just- <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any it sense. It just smells this map, and it goes towards what the map smells like. And it. <laughs> but why did it pick the map? <laughs> There's no reason. There's for it. no reason. There's no reason at all. <laughs> like, if it smelled different. It- there's literally no reason for it. To like, ever. I feel like that the map would smell different, but lots of things smell different. <laughs> yeah. Everything has different yeah. smells. Yeah. There's literally no reason. <laughs> so, anyway. Unless, unless this is like a very well-trained mole with like flow chart training. If you find someone with this and it has a specific person smell on this item that is carried around. It's just very... But, like, the, the other thing is, like, even if it was looking for Aang scent specifically, how would they have yeah, told it that? Doesn't make... <laughs> There's no... There is no logical option path for this to work. It does not work. It just doesn't work. I, okay. wonder, I wonder if they'll skip this episode for the TV show. I hope that they for do. For the Netflix show specifically. <laughs> Uh, mm. okay, so anyway, it uses its fucking psychic abilities mm. to pick up Aang's scent. <laughs> just, okay, uh, it follows it back to the village, and then it just kind of starts running in circles. Look! Up! In the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Aang! It's a plane! Yeah, Aang's flying up overhead. So, then he swoops in, and the Shirshu re- rears up to snap at him, and then just falls over and everyone falls off. So I have another problem. Yeah. <laughs> so this <laughs> this episode is just unraveling more and more and more with each scene, as yeah. we've already discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this scene, we find out that Aang, moments ago, just found out that Katara was in trouble and chose instead to fly, not to find her, but mm-hmm. back to the village and just fly in circles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did he do that? <laughs> Why did he do that? He was just told that it was looking for Katara's scent. And that it left the village. <laughs> it doesn't. Oh my Times God. Are, it's like, so unless, bad. Unless he was like, like watching them the whole time, like a fucking military drone yeah, or my something. Only, my only, my only thing would be like, maybe he did fly in. He watched this whole scene like where it paralyzed like, them. He didn't step in for he some was, reason. He like, was with his glider with like, like a telescope or something. And then the thing is like, it would have been even more, like it would have been funnier, even more interesting if, if the Shirshu had picked up Aang's scent on the scroll for whatever fucking reason. And then it started going in circles right there. You know what yeah. I mean? Cause then, and then they're like, what, why is it just all confused all of a sudden? And then we find out Aang is just right above mm-hmm. them. But Aang went to the village for some reason. Yeah. And... <laughs> God, this episode is so ridiculous. Okay. I don't feel like I've ever unraveled myself this much trying to talk about an episode. Not even The Great Divide. 
So June gets back up and gets her shear shoe back up, goes for mm-hmm. Aang, but Appa steps in and saves him. But now Zuko's there and is ready to fight. And there's, yeah, this is where, yeah. okay, so yeah, this is where things get, the, the pace picks up a little bit. It doesn't get any yeah. less, it doesn't start to make any more sense, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> but the episode picks up. It does pick up. Uh, we have a quick little kerfuffle. Also, the Bagua moves, like in the animation, they do get more and more like detailed and well portrayed with each episode, mm-hmm. I find, which mm-hmm. is good to watch. It looks like they put a lot more uh, attention to detail in the the way that the moves actually look. Yeah. Uh, this fight ends in like sort of an explosion, and then the two end up smashed into the roofs of two buildings on opposite sides of town. Uh, and then we see June, who is also taking a little siesta in some rubble for some yeah. reason, because <laughs> she just got up. I don't remember her getting knocked <laughs> sure. down again. It's just sneak minute, I, I guess. I get back up <laughs> and get knocked down again. <laughs> Iroh, Everything keeping me down. Iroh pats her face a little bit. She wakes up. <laughs> He just starts slapping her face. <laughs> she wakes up exactly the same way I do every morning, which is uh, just she like comes to and she looks like a beautiful princess. And then she remembers uh, she remembers that she's alive on the planet Earth in the year 2019. And she gets like the fiercest expression on her face. Mm-hmm. And she just like stands up and she looks like she's ready to murder someone. Would love to know why she's there though. Again, why is she? Okay. She gets back up on her shoe shoe and Appa sees them and his tail gets all bristly. Uh, also she gets on the shoe shoe and just runs straight toward Appa for some reason. Yeah. Where was she going? Towards Appa. Okay. Appa- would, it makes sense. Cause that's like their only way of escaping kind of. Okay. So she's running towards the exit? Towards towards the Appa. Oh, like that was Wait, no, the it's not Gang's t- only way of leaving. I thought it was running towards Aang. Uh, I forget the exact <laughs> details of this fight. So Appa, okay. Appa sees them and his tail gets all up and bristly like he's a big squirrel, which mm-hmm. I did love. Yeah. Uh and then Appa tries to fly off, but the Shushu licks him. And he falls and struggles. It looks like he's about to pass out, but he is strong. Mm-hmm. He gets up, headbutts the sheer shoe. He's, June it flew. Zooms in, it zooms in like on his, he's like about to fall asleep and then it zooms in on his eye like the Snorlax Z move. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and then we also like in the little storyboard storyboard version of this, when it zooms in on his eye, it's like yeah. literally the storyboard drawing of his eye is like incredibly more detailed than the mm-hmm. <laughs> than the final the final product, which was fun to see. Yeah, Appa does get the hyper detailed anime. anime face. Yeah, so June flies overhead. She whips Appa as she flies over, and then when she lands, Appa does this. Like, he was really upset about the whip. Okay, I did like that we established in this episode, Appa do not like whip. That's true. Like, he got whipped slightly and then went in for the fucking kill. Yeah. He he stomps stomps at June, where June was lying. Uh, She, like, rolls out of the Mm -hmm. way really quickly. But, like, where he stomped where she was supposed to be, like, he crushed the, like, stone yeah. <laughs> earth into oblivion. Like, if she had been there, she certainly would not have survived. I love to see Appa fight. Yeah, We same. never 
We've never seen him fight. We before. get a very angry Appa mm-hmm. in this episode. He does a lot of fighting. He does a lot of airbending too, which yeah. is it's good. <laughs> this is a good episode for Appa, mm-hmm. at least. So then Aang comes to and sees Zuko fire dabbing across the rooftop mm-hmm. toward him. <laughs> and, and oh my God, suddenly there's even so much more going on. We had to. <laughs> <laughs> we basically had to like rewatch this bit, this part of the episode, like six times in slow motion, reverse mm-hmm. playback. Like, oh my god, we it was it's so hard to keep track of all the shit that's happening here. Um, so there's a little rooftop battle between Zuko and Aang. Aang gets to do his own little air dab run, also, and the Shirshu jumps up on the roof to get him. And then Appa airbends a big air wave up to the roof with his tail, which like destroys half the roof. (laughs) And then Sokka and Katara, (laughs) just like a quick cut to them. Mm -hmm. They're like trying to regain access to their limbs over in the corner. And (laughs) for some reason, every time it cuts to them for this tiny scene, it's just like, oh, like it starts with this funny noise that Sokka's making like, oh. I think I got some movement back. And then he just gets crushed by the debris falling from the roof. And then it cuts away from them immediately. <laughs> uh, and then we see the Shirshu following Aang into this big, like, mud like moat. Mode, mud moat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Aang jumps in, swims to the other side of the moat, jumps out. The Shirshu, the Shirshu follows him in and out of this moat. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. And then Appa is just like blasting holes through houses with his airbending tail. And Iroh is off somewhere sniffing and stealing for a few. <laughs> I do like this. And then the next part, oh my God, is easily, easily my favorite scene of the episode. Mm-hmm. So Zuko follows Aang to a well and then they have a little battle around it and Aang sees Katara's necklace hanging on Zuko's arm and he says, you've got something I want. And then he just fucking <laughs> does the, he does like the Breath of the Wild link trying to get through a door, but accidentally just grabbing onto the frame in yeah, different poses. Climbing upside down. And <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, it's, we get like really quick cuts of him just, just grabbing on and like doing different poses like in and on and around the top of the well mm-hmm. on the like sort of the inside of the <laughs> whatever it's hard to explain but it's it's funny mm, one of our lights just went out and it's there back on all right that was just the health ghost i guess <laughs> the power utility savings ghost that's <laughs> what they should have called poltergeist <laughs> <laughs> that's what poltergeist stands for actually <laughs> Power you utilities savings. So Zuko gets frustrated and just destroys the top half of the well. And then they jump up onto the rim and they're like balancing on it while they fight. Love that mistake for Zuko. It's good though. I like yeah because he the method of Aang's martial art is literally called circle walking. Yeah, not only that, but like I'm I'm certain he's aware that Aang is a waterbender too at this point, right? Probably yeah, he's he's, he's seen, seen him waterbend waterbend in the Avatar state so, at least. So. so like let's just dance around like another form uh, like another sort of arsenal that Aang could be using to yeah. to attack me or even just put out my attacks. Mm. Um Aang uh, makes a grab for the necklace and then jumps off Zuko's back and does like a slow-mo flip like ten feet in the air. 
And we see that he snagged the necklace with his foot somehow. And he flips back over, zoom out. We see him do a perfect little dive in just straight into the well. And Zuko tries to firebend down it, but Aang waterbends this geyser out mm-hmm. and lands extremely anime style with like Zuko landing behind him. Uh, it's like, it's like a scene in an anime where like the character slices someone in half and there's like, yeah. there's like blood raining down and then they land with this pose and you see the enemy land in the back. That's pretty much what it is. Uh, Aang really does milk this pose like almost too yeah. long because he's just, just he's kneeling he's there. In, for- it's like the <laughs> it's like the three point superhero landing. And then Zuko gets up, he like has time to get up and run after him and mm-hmm. almost catches him, but he does like this cute little flip out of the way. And then Appa uh, is there. <laughs> yeah, we get like a small bit of Zuko versus Appa, and all Appa has to do is just walk towards Zuko. <laughs> yeah, and then the Shirshu is licking Appa again and again. <laughs> And like fucking Aaron Paul voice, Appa is so strange. What? Because <laughs> he's like, okay, first of all, it's just really sad to see Appa struggling so much and like yeah. getting just attacked again and again and like losing, like fighting against the loss of mobility that he's being attacked with. And yeah, um, but he still fucking powers through. Mm-hmm. I think they do eventually sort of knock him down though i don't think they knock him out but it does look like he's not gonna be able to move um and then they realize that the shirshu is just oh because oh yeah because like some some of the nuns like run out with like little smelling perfumes to wake up yeah to wake up Sokka and katara why were they passed out i don't know something Why Something had to have out? Okay, so they're waking up. They're waking up Sokka and Katara with these little smelling perfumes, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though they were never. It's fine. Um, Just Dayquil smell. And, and then I'm wondering, was it? I can't remember if they were like waking them up or if they were like unparalyzing them or like. They were just knocked out or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, so they're like, oh, wait, the Shirshu sees with its nose and this village is full of perfume. So the nuns pour one out. <laughs> they actually pour five out of these huge pots of perfume, like yeah. huge. And it basically just uh, fills the entire sort of courtyard area of this town. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Katara then also just water bends all of it just to drench everything. I can't imagine. I don't know if they're like selling this stuff for profit or I don't know, but it seems like a loss of a big loss of revenue or something. Katara water bending perfume. Well, she's, she's, she's bending the perfume. There's water in it. So it's sort of like blood bending. I was assuming that perfume was like oil or alcohol based. Not based. I don't think. Okay. I don't think. But clearly this one isn't because she did it. So just but some can, can you imagine if it was oil based and they like had this yeah. whole plan? They like knocked it out and Katara's like, all right. Woo. And then like nothing happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, oh, this isn't made out of water. <laughs> so the Shirshu does lose its vision completely and just starts licking everything in sight mm-hmm. or out of sight. Oh. And then there's like a, there's a funny, like weird audio thing going on. Cause June gets, uh, Zuko gets licked. June gets licked. 
and June's like falling over and Iroh is very upset about this and he's like, June, no. And it like echoes his voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, and then, ugh, God, I, I, I honestly just don't want to talk about, uh, he, he like, he, he takes advantage of the fact that she's like falling over and just like chooses to, to like let, let her, let her land on top of him. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just so creepy. It's, just, it's so fucking, why did they? Mm, ugh, it's bad. It. Yeah. And then it gets even creepier, but I just, ugh. yeah. The characterization of this episode is really, really bad. So then we see, <laughs> we see the kids up on Appa flying away, even though Appa was just fucking paralyzed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said it lasts. It only lasts for like an hour, right? So, so they all just sat there for they just because because got around. Appa got hit like over and over and over again. Yeah, and uh, like Zuko and June were there. So and they if were they like had paralyzed to, at yeah, around the same time. So if they had to sit there and wait for Appa to become unparalyzed, then then June and Zuko probably would have been. It's. I don't. I, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. It's weird. And the other thing is, like, if if June is working with this animal, you would think that she'd have some kind of like r- not resistance to it, but like maybe an antidote or mm. something. I don't know. You'd think she'd be prepared for that. Just some sort of procedure. Yeah. <laughs> something. Well, <laughs> but then, but then they're flying off. And mm-hmm. Katara's like, so where should we go? <laughs> Just like, didn't you guys have like a whole plan? Like, Maybe the North Pole? <laughs> yeah. the other, Maybe the place that we were going to in Pole? the first place. Yeah. Uh, and then Aang is like, oh, I wish I could give you guys, I wish I could give you, Katara, a little piece of home. Oh, what's this? <laughs> and pulls out the necklace that he took. And Aang get kiss. Kind of, because he makes a joke about Zuko like wanted wanted Katara to get it back, mm-hmm. and Katara is like, "Oh, we'll give him a kiss next time you see him," and kisses him on the cheek. And then in the storyboard, his cheeks get red, even though yeah. the only other color was with the Shushu Vision. Zutara and Katang shippers are both equally angry about this kiss or satisfied. My God, I'm just sorry. I had to catch my breath because that episode was a lot. We love Aang and Iroh. We do, and. They this were episode done so dirty in this episode. Very rough. It's so bad. Like it is. It mm. is important ish for the plot, I guess. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, because we get like a lot of exposition about uh, Katara and Sokka and their family and their tribe, and and that their get, dad's out there. We get a lot of good Appa stuff, and the the fighting is is good. Like it's the, very good yeah, fight scenes. The fighting is really really good. Um, but. The writing, though, mm. my God, <laughs> it's so bad. It's bad. Uh, yeah, but we're 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 uh, we we got through it. I don't have anything for twenty questions. I have something. Okay, you can go, and then I'll pick something. Okay. My answer is Ryu from Street Fighter. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Is it alive? Yes. Is it cute? In a way. Is it a person? Yes. Is it somebody who was in episodes before this one? Kind of. Hmm. Yeah, they were before this episode. Is it somebody that Aang talks to in this episode? No. Does anybody talk to them in this episode? I don't think so. Do we hear them talk? Kind of. 
<laughs> what? It's a person. Like, like it's a, a person. A human. It's a human. Okay. And they've been in other episodes so far. They've been before this episode. I mean, were they in other Avatar episodes? No. Is it Ryu? It's Ryu from Street <laughs> Fighter. <laughs> oh, that was easy. Thanks. You're welcome. I just couldn't resist. That was, a. I mean, it was just objectively a good subject. <laughs> uh, hmm. Hmm. My thing is the skull hairpiece that June wears. Okay, I've got one. Is it? From Mortal Kombat. No. Is it alive? No. Is it a rock? Is it made of rocks? Maybe. Is it organic? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'll leave that question then. Is it an object? Yes. Would I be able to manage to base my entire personality around this thing? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Like have like a bunch of shirts and stuff with this on it. Yes. Have like a full body pillow with this printed on it. Yes. Could I cosplay as this? Not easily, no. <laughs> not really, no. If I did a successful cosplay of it, would people recognize me? Definitely not. Would you say that there are people who base their entire lifestyle around this? Not this specifically, no. In universe, is, is there? Um, kind of. Would it taste good? <laughs> no. I don't think so. Is it nice to touch? Uh, I think it's neutral. Could you incorporate it into one of those little uh, ASMR slime little <laughs> chopping videos? No. <laughs> Would it be an unpleasant incorporation? Yes. Is it vegan? I'm not sure. Is it is it vegan to buy one of these? I don't know. It depends on certain things. <laughs> Does it come from an animal? I'm not sure, but maybe. <laughs> Is the composition of it ambiguous? Kind of, but I'm not sure if it's meant to be ambiguous. I'm not sure. I'm just dumb. Is it something that Sokka touches? No, but maybe in fan fiction. <laughs> okay. Is it something that Zuko touches? No, but maybe in fan fiction. Is it something that Katara touches? No, but maybe <laughs> Is it something that Hang touches? Oof, no. Not even fan fiction. Iroh? I don't want to think about that. Does June touch it? Yes. <laughs> Is it June's tattoo? No. Is it? You can't just start guessing things. You have to okay. know what you're okay, saying. Okay, okay. Is it? You know, in real 20 questions, if you guess and get it wrong, you lose. Okay. It's over. Oh, well, I'm going to go by that rules and then I can lose and then we just go on to the next thing. <laughs> and we Never. get on with our fucking lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is it June's? Yes. Is it something that June wears? Yes. Is it a little skull hair, hair piece yes. that she's got? <laughs> yes, it is. Yep. Congrats. <laughs> I won! <laughs> Do you think it's really made out of bone? Hmm. It's gotta be. If you're It doesn't a, have to be, but it might if, be. If you're a bounty hunter and you got bone accessories. Yeah, but it could also just be made out of stone and like meant to look ominous. That's true. So I don't know. You could easily whittle something down out of bone like that. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying if I said yes, mm -hmm. I I could be wrong. Do you have some, some more stuff for me? Yeah, I have a couple more questions for you. Okay. Um, from the forums of avatarspirit.net. Mm -hmm. On this episode. Um, doesn't look like anyone's banned. 
Oh. Zuko's sweetheart asks on the forums. <laughs> That's me. You found me. <laughs> I saw this episode and noticed when coming back to the Abbey on the sh- and the sh- on the Sushrew with Katara and this whole question is a run-on sentence. So here Just I go. Just like the episode. Yeah, <laughs> this episode is <laughs> does create the emotional effect of a 20-minute long run-on sentence. I saw this episode and noticed when coming back to the Abbey on the Sushrew with Katara and Sokka, Zuko held on to Katara so she wouldn't fall of, and Sokka almost fell off. Anyone notice this? I sure didn't. Okay. Did you write this down before you watched it the second time? Not really. I didn't really notice this. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. Well, so so he was like holding on to Katara so she would be safe, but wasn't holding on to Sokka. But the thing about Sokka is that he is a fun, a funny blundering dummy, yeah, and that's that's the joke of Sokka. Yeah. So like, of course, we're gonna give him every opportunity to fall off. Yeah. The seer shrew, su. The seer, the su shrew. The sand shrew. Avatar underscore mom <gasps> says seer. Shrew. Seer Shrew? S-E-E-R-S-H-R-E-W. A Seer Shrew. I mean, that's not what, that, it's called a Shrew's by the Sea Shoe. Shushin. <laughs> Avatar underscore mom says, there is a slight goof when <laughs> Katara and Sokka turn back to join Aang. Katara's eyes bug out. Has anyone else noticed this? <laughs> oh, I wish I would have known that. Me too. And I forgot about <laughs> it after I watched it again. There are like, actually, let me see how the the wiki describes this because the wiki is very, very good. Like they've gotten really <laughs> lazy at like actually writing the description of the episodes, but the <laughs> but the list of goofs that they have for each episode, like the the mistakes in like animation and stuff. Uh, is exhaustive, and I do like to to read through it. Um, let me find what are we on the uh, bottom of the water tribe. So, uh, just for funsies, do you mind if I just read through the goofs really, really yeah, quick? Yeah, let's let's go through this. Okay, so when June runs off the dock after having captured the stowaway on Zuko's ship, the stowaway cannot be seen. Okay. When Katara and Sokka are by the, the boat, the badger thing just ate him. Okay. Uh, when Katara and Sokka are by the boat, Aang's footprints disappear. In the next scene, they reappear. When Bato says the sisters craft perfume and ointments, Katara is seen wearing her mother's necklace, even though at that point, oh, Zuko has it. <laughs> Weird. Oh, that's funny. Uh, immediately after Bato tells Katara and Sokka that everything's funny with hindsight, he is seen laughing, though no laughter is heard. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> When Bato is saying he cannot do anything while ice dodging, Katara's rope is behind Sokka and Aang. Interesting. <laughs> when Katara and Sokka find out Aang had the map that would lead them to their father, Sokka, Katara, and Bato's footprints can be seen. And when Sokka and Katara and Bato are walking away, their footprints disappear. When Sokka is yelling at Aang, the mark on his forehead is an arch, but then when he turns back to Katara, it's more triangle-shaped. When well, I mean, they just they, like, just they just shot those at different times of the day. They had to redo the. <laughs> <laughs> when Nyla, God, the Shirshu's name was Nyla, I guess. Cute. 
Uh, when Nyla paralyzes Sokka and Katara, Katara is initially lying closer to the Shirshu than Sokka, but is later seen lying further away than her brother. <laughs> In a distant shot of the Abbey, the doors are open. The next moment when Zuko, Iroh, and June enter, they break through the door that has already been opened. Oh, was I was going to say open. this, that, <laughs> that they've had to like burst into the Abbey twice within like the same 15 minute span that's so to, funny like, <laughs> i have to only assume that they just got out the spare doors and attached <laughs> them which got destroyed yet again when oh my dorbages uh when nyla strikes zuko with his tongue uh, june is on the saddle but in the next frame when nyla strikes june she is off the saddle and that is all that they have listed they do not have the katara's eyes are bugging out Leech says, Did anyone notice that during the whole fight, Iroh stood aside with no interest in it? That's true. He looked like <laughs> he didn't care whether Zuko gets Aang or not. That is very true. Iroh does not bother yeah. with this. I love that Iroh, like, you can sort of gauge how serious a situation is by, like, whether or not Iroh mm -hmm. engages in it. Yeah. He just knows that this is just a side episode. <laughs> true. Yeah, well, we just, I mean, Iroh's I doing up to all kinds of ridiculous, dumb shit in this episode. Mm -hmm. So whatever. Yeah. Who cares what he's doing? Iroh, not valid this episode. Extremely invalid this episode. Mm -hmm. I, it's hard to believe that... Aang and Iroh are Sokka, both invalid at the same time. Sokka might be the most, like the best character in the episode, which yeah. is wild. <laughs> That's just wild. Fiery Waters says, Why did the beast take them to the village with that crazy old lady and cat? They were using Katara's necklace and... <laughs> necklace. I see. With an I-C-E. Oh my god. And thus, it should take them everywhere Katara has been. She was never in that village. Only Aang was there trying to find medicine to Katara and Sokka. So this is an excellent point. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing I will say is she was in this village. She was there. Yeah. So like if if they had gone up to like the Herbalists Institute, yeah. that would have made mm -hmm. no sense. So now this is finally making sense why she was just weeding some random fucking abandoned house in the middle of this village. Yeah. Did you notice that? She was just pulling yeah, weeds up like, for this, like, why? I mean, I'm assuming that it's just like the herbs that she uses or something. I It looked like, it looked like weeds and grass, but okay. go off, I guess. But um, the other thing is like, maybe she's just maintaining this village because it's probably. like maybe the place where she grew up or something. She's a curator. Yeah. A historian. I don't know what the right word is. It's weird though. It, yeah. it is weird. And that's a good point, I yeah. guess. Yeah, PG-15 does say Katara was there too. They were- PG-15. PG-15. <laughs> Very mature. Was there too. Um, they were at the ancient city, but not the little hut thing. Was it too? Yeah. Too lazy. Kind of went to wander down from the mountain, I suppose. And she, they weren't even like in the cave thing, but they could have just walked across that sort of path anyways. So. Yeah, yeah. They probably they had to get there did somehow. just to get up there. Um. Toon Geeket says, <laughs> Geeket is a girl geek, in case you didn't know. <laughs> All my girl <laughs> geeks know. Mm -hmm. They're familiar with the lingo. Says, Bato, dash, dot, dot, dot. 
Is it just me, or is he kind of good looking for a guy his age? I mean, I'm probably not going to fangirl over him <laughs> as much as certain characters closer to my own age, but still. Good call. <laughs> um, it's just you. <laughs> how do you feel? How do you how do you feel about sexy Bato? I don't even remember what he looks like. He's like he's kind of like big. I feel like he had like some decent cheekbones or something. He's like he's got like a strong he's got a gaunt look. face. I don't know. He's just not my type, I guess. Yeah, he does have like sort of like an Edward Scissorhands kind of look to him. Hmm. Fiery Waters again is here again and asks, "Is just me?" Or from her long raven dark hair to her sarcastic-like personality, does June remind you of Shigo from Kim Possible? Oh, Shigo. Shigo from Kim Possible? I think. It's been so long since Shigo. I Shigo. I was assuming it was Shigo this whole time. I thought it was Shigo. I thought it was Shigo. I don't remember. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, that's... I mean, like a, a, a character with questionable morals who seems to be working for the bad guys, maybe, or just the cops or on their own and has raven, long raven colored hair. Mm -hmm. That can apply to so many people. Yeah. <laughs> including Azula. That's true. So I I actually thought that they were going to suggest that maybe mm -hmm. they were related to Zuko or something. Yeah. I do love the character of June, but I don't like that she's like a like a Joss Whedon girl. Just like cool and badass, but in a kind of sexy way. But that's what I am. Yeah. It's <laughs> why it's why <laughs> This is a sexy positive podcast. <laughs> we like sexy people. <laughs> I mean, it's not the most important thing, mm -hmm. not the most important way to characterize someone. The The thing is, I like a character who is cool and badass and also sexy, um, but that those should not be their only traits. Yeah. Like, where did, where did June come from? Like, what are her motivations? You she know came I mean? from the woods. <laughs> she was born <laughs> of the woods. She was She spawned. has no motivation. She was She's spawned just... in the woods at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, there's nothing wrong with writing a character this way as long as you remember that they are supposed to also be a human with mm -hmm. the same kinds of, like, needs that other humans have. Yes. That's the thing. That's true. Pseudo-ethnic asks, Can you tell June Sip... Can you tell June ships Zutara? Hmm. I think she was just giving him a hard time. If anything, she was, if anything, this came off as flirting to me. Yeah, I think she ships June Tara. Yeah, yeah, I, I get serious bi vibes from her, to be honest. She was like the, she's like a foundation for Asami. That is very true. They, like, they do have a lot cool. of, them. like Asami is just kind of like a good, like a, like a morally. Asami's uh, more like on the steampunk side than the goth girlfriend side. Yeah, but she's still definitely Korra's goth girlfriend. Oh, yeah. spoilers! We can't um, talk about this. Is that yeah. is that all your questions? Um, that's all the questions. How exciting! I have a question for you. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> what are your cabbages? This is 
this could be a a call out. Uh oh. This could be some revealing cabbages. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the Bechtel cast. Citations needed. City girls make do. Code switch. Uh, the cracked podcast. The Daily Zeitgeist. Um, ethnically ambiguous. Every little thing. Uh, five thirty eight politics. Giants confirmed. Hello internet. Henry Kissinger's Pokemon going to die. Invisibilia. My brother, my brother, and me. My pod cabbages. <laughs> um, Nerdificent, the number file podcast, Punch Up the Gym, Radio Lab, Radio Lab presents more perfect, Remaster, Rough Translation, Science Versus, Snap Judgment, Spontaneation, The Sporkful, Ungenious. I love how I, I, I think it's very charming that you use cabbages to give people free advertising. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. If I mean if there are podcasts that we like, there's no reason not to mention them. There are podcasts that I that I do like. There are cabbages that I have not mentioned because I'm about fifty hours behind in my cabbages. I see. Okay. So so this is hmm. So this is not necessarily a list of cabbages that you have in your refrigerator, but rather a list of cabbages that you uh, have uh, on your dinner plate, as it were. I would say these are not the cabbages that I have in my freezer, but they are the cabbages that I have in my produce drawer of my refrigerator. <laughs> where you should keep your cabbages. <laughs> these are these are not your beautiful cabbages. These are not these are not the cabbages that are in my whole fridge. They're not in the cabbages in my pantry. They're not the cabbages in my in my freezer. They're the cabbages. They are the in cabbages my produce you, drawer. They're the cabbages you bought, but they're not the cabbages you're eating. They are the cabbages I'm eating, but not fast enough. <laughs> but not. <laughs> okay, okay, I, okay, okay. I eat my cabbages at one point five speed. <laughs> Just so I can get through all my friends' cabbages <laughs> okay. faster. Okay, I, I'm not exactly entirely sure where we're going yeah. with this, but I'll do my best. Okay, so my brother, my brother, and me, city girls make do. Wait, wait, don't tell me. My brother, my brother, and me, spontaneation. And Henry Kissinger's Pokemon going to die. Till death do us blart. Punch up the jam. Snap judgment. Radio Lab, Giants confirmed. Jurgenet. I feel like my biggest cabbage right now is Jurgenet. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a hard. It's a tough cabbage for me to eat. It's but, it is a very chewy which is, cabbage. Which is why I'm like um, I'm like a pop in pop out. <laughs> I, I just I take little morsels of cabbage po cabbage poppers. I'm I take little morsels. I steal off your plate sometimes. Hmm. <laughs> That's very true. Oh man, boy, boy, boy. Hello. <laughs> hey, we should hey, do our podcasts. Uh, we should <laughs> we should start a new podcast that's just called Podcast from the Side, and it's just uh, talking into the side of the microphone yeah. for the whole. Welcome to Sideways Podcasting. <laughs> three hours of each episode. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thanks for um. Thanks for sticking with us on this extremely rough episode. Uh, I am 
going back to my notes so I can do our last thing, which is plugs. So yeah. um, you can find me on Twitter at Stellar Ghost, Tumblr at Interstellar Princess, Instagram, Sailor Sun. Uh, and then my art blog also on Tumblr is summerart or summergeist.art. Um, and then also please, if you have the opportunity or the uh, the funds to support my various creative endeavors, of which there are many, on Patreon. That's just patreon.com slash summergeist. Uh, thanks for listening so much. I, 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 we're not done just yet. I just got very excited mm. about how many people enjoy our podcast. There are a lot of them. And yeah. we really love you so much. Like, thank you. Thanks for enjoying us. Yeah. Uh, Noah, why don't you go ahead? You can find me at Tumblr and Twitter at OwlDude. You can find my music at <laughs> noahgeist.bandcamp.com or noahdoesmusic.tumblr.com. And most importantly, add me on... <laughs> it's just looking around the house now. <laughs> add me to your nice list, Santa. Oh, we're a little late for that. Add me to your health insurance. Add me to your health insurance. <laughs> I'm turning older. So I'm going to be older someday and I'm going to be taken off of my parents' health insurance, which pays for all of the medications of my chronic condition. Finally, please, uh, if you can, if you're on Twitter, you can follow us uh, at mypodgabbages on Twitter. And we would also appreciate it if you're in the neighborhood, if you would rate us on iTunes. And... What else do we have to say? Expoista Nedwidezed. Expoista Nedwidezed. Noisepace.xyz is where you can find all of the Noise Space podcasts, of which there are so many good ones. Like so many good ones. Mm-hmm. We're all having such a good time. Making so many good podcasts. Lots of good people. Lots of good, funny people. Um, <laughs> lots of people who have a lot more adjectives in their adjective bank than me today i would like to recommend fear baiting it's something i personally still have not been able to get into just because of my aversion to horror movies but there are so many people who like horror movies Mm -hmm. so like if you are one of those people i've heard such amazing things about this podcast that sarah does with blair i want to say um and they have on some also some very very good guests too so and yeah, I know I, I haven't listened to an episode of Fear Baiting yet, but I am familiar with Sarah and her sense of humor. Uh, and she is very yeah, funny. I love to hear Sarah great all the time to listen to. So yeah, that's it. That, I'm sure that that is a great podcast. There's got to be like some movies that you've seen. If they were to do like The Blob <laughs> or <laughs> like you've, have they done Get Out or something? I don't believe so but i'll have to take a look there might be something in there that that's for me mm-hmm. <laughs> uh we'll see yeah um but yeah if you're if you're into horror that's that's i mean even if you're not i'm sure that it's still a good time it's just yeah. that personally i yeah it's a very sensitive subject for me so uh yeah that's all we have today um i would love to continue talking about vegetables this week and cabbage and all of the various um, delicacies, uh, uh, verbal delicacies surrounding those types of things. Um, However, I have 
an injury technically in my mouth and I would like to stop talking because it is it is particularly painful for okay. me. Okay. So I'm gonna do the rest of the podcast with our Google Home. <laughs> hey Google, how much does a cabbage weigh? You definitely already asked Google that. Here's a summary from the website Tamakaizen.com. In general terms, a large cabbage head weighs about 39 ounces, a medium head 32 This has been Cabbage Facts with the cast of my pod cabbages by. I love you, goodbye. Katara, lower the corpor... <laughs> Sorry. Katara, lower the court pelvis. you don't need to yell. Katara, lower the court pelvis. That's still yelling. Katara, lower the court pelvis. Want to try that again? Katara, lower the court pelvis. That's not even a word. Katara, lower the court pelvis. <laughs> Isn't it court pelvis? Katara, lower the court pelvis. I don't even... I have no idea. Port colis. The port colis. <laughs> Katara... The port colors. <laughs> sure. <laughs>